I see those big, bright, shiny red trucks just a trucking down the road. Those big, bright, shiny red trucks just a looking for another load. Well, it's a family tradition, any Rocky Mountain day. Our fathers before us showed us the way. We work for asphalt cowboys and concrete kings. But that's never been a problem, cause we got diesel in our veins. We've got diesel in our veins. I see those big, bright, shiny red trucks. What's up, JFW family? Welcome to the Channel 23 podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to reach out and touch the fleet, to engage and inform everyone with all things JFW. Good morning, Brother Dave, and welcome back, Brother Jim and Super Dave. Yeah. Good morning, everybody. Oh, we missed hey, you guys. Hey, welcome back, everybody. The boys are back in town, huh, yeah. Jim? It was kind of weird not having these guys here the right? last couple of days. Right, so, yeah. Uh, Super Dave, we know you were at Disney and you were down at your granddaughter's cheerleading mm-hmm. competition. What were you doing, Jim? Anything cool? Yeah, I went to the waste management golf tournament that they had this weekend. I think okay. it's the second tournament or however it looks in the, the PGA uh, events for the year so yeah but okay. I, I went with some friends from actually high school uh, three of them we did go to high school together so it's been over 40 years that we've been friends oh wow and that was the that was the thing that's the most important we we I mean we've always stayed in touch but we reconnected last year and decided to try to do something once a year because two of them live in Florida two of them live here in Colorado and you know just to keep that connection after 40 years is kind of important or yeah it's a it's a neat thing we can we can all try to remember this person's name from 40 years ago and laugh because we can't <laughs> right. uh, how'd you golf uh, it's a tournament you go and watch him play jam oh you it's went like to a pga tournament yeah gotcha yeah. yeah which was it's probably one of the rowdiest that there is i mean they they had to shut it down they they sold tickets, but they just made it where you could show up on any day. And Saturday, they ended up having to close the tournament and cut off liquor sales. They had over 200,000 people show up. Imagine wow. that. People drinking, getting wow. mouthy. And it was... Shotgun. Yeah, it was... It, it got bad. We went Sunday, and Sunday was really a nice day, but Saturday was a little out of control. So you got kicked out. Uh, we we didn't Sunday. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, w- I mean, you didn't go Saturday when all the mayhem was going. No, but yeah. I mean, you have to do a lot to get kicked out. But yeah, we can we yeah. can talk about it a little bit later. In yeah, the you never know. But. I got kicked out of a Metallica concert once, so that was pretty hard to do as well. Uh, That's <laughs> rough when you get kicked out of a Metallica concert, right? Wow, wow. I have all new respect for you, Jim. <laughs> Soup. What about your trip? Tell us a little bit about it. Well, we got kicked it, out of Disney World. <laughs> uh, it was wonderful. I mean, the weather was perfect, just clouds and sun, not a drop of rain, high in the mid-70s. Uh, the last full day we were there, it was 83, and uh, my granddaughter did amazing. Um, she was a rock on her team um, out of, God, Nick had, my son-in-law Nick had counted, there was like, I want to say 1,400 teams from all over the country. Now, they're all in different brackets, but uh, my granddaughter's team from Douglas County finished eighth. Um, 
and only six made it to finals so she didn't make it to finals but you know darn close yeah eighth out of over i would just say a couple of hundred teams in her bracket is wow. pretty good yeah yeah that's really yeah. good yeah, yeah. yeah. how and many people to a team dave is it does it vary? yeah um, you know question. i was talking to jennifer about that not every kid has the the ability to go because of the cost oh right and things um it cost my daughter three grand just to say, "Here, Lexi, you're going." Yeah, that's not counting all of our costs and right. her and family because yeah. she brought her brother and wow. everybody else. So I mean, it's it's a big deal. Um, I think the teams have maybe about thirty people, and some teams were bigger than others. Um, some of the uh, teams had people cheering that were all in the same uniforms and stuff but they weren't out on the floor so i think there is only a certain number of people or kids that can actually compete wow and they picked their best kids right but obviously there was some others that were there that didn't compete that were cheering in the front row and oh man these kids they know these cheers it i i joked with jennifer it's like football for girls (laughs) <laughs> because they train this thing goes 11 and i thought of sam now wait a minute in their boys there too dave no oh, not in this competition whoa. it was all girls really yeah. i haven't read the not, disclaimer yet no it was all girls not even in the high school cheerleader? levels no what yep it was that's all, racist that's a whole different thing <laughs> apparently because uh, i was talking to nick about it and that's a whole different thing huh is mm-hmm. co co-ed cheerleading but um I was talking to Jennifer about that. Um, oh gosh, what did you just ask me? I forgot. <laughs> wow. Well, I started with how many people, how many people per team, but right, you were no. talking about uh, how they, oh. how how many. Go ahead. Yeah, all the cheers. They they work eleven months out of the year. Wow. And I thought of Sam because his swimming was like all year long. Yeah. And Jennifer was like, "It's the only high school sport that doesn't have like the summer off." Wow. wow. And, uh, you know, it kind of makes sense because every individual sport in high school, they cheer at. Right. Every, right. And if you run so, track or you're in track, you just have your track season. But if you're cheering absolutely. at it, you cheer at track, basketball, baseball, yeah. football. They, all of they those, got right? to Florida. Country. The team landed at 2 30 in the morning. They went to school all day long the, that day. Wow. And then they competed the next day and the next couple days if they went to finals. But then they flew home yesterday and had to cheer at a basketball game last night oh <laughs> that's dedication oh man i'm that's, telling you these these kids are amazing I, yeah troopers. i mean you don't think of it as a sport when you hear it right but it's truly a sport it's oh, amazing the maneuvers the yeah. jumping the lifts yeah. they do the tumbling yeah. they do hopefully they did it with the same amount of energy after the yeah. disney trip you know <laughs> coming back and like yeah, go team go <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah and i know you said that you know not Teams could be up to 30 people. Just quick math on that. I know you said 30. Not everyone brought 30 because they couldn't afford it or whatever. But, mm-hmm. I mean, if there were 1,500 teams, that's what you said, right? Uh, right around, yeah. Yeah, I mean, times 30 people, that's 45,000 oh. cheerleaders. Wow. Dis- Disney that, did well. That's what I call, as a young man in high school, a target-rich environment. <laughs> the f- here's the kicker, you guys. All of these competitions are held at the ESPN Wide Wide World of Sports Complex. Yeah. It's adjacent to Disney World. You know that Disney owns ESPN, right? (laughs) Right. So this is all Disney. Wow. And there you could not hardly move. There was way more people. 
Wow. At these this event at Wide World of Sports than there was in Disney World when huh. we were walking around. Wow. Hey, shout out to uh, Mikey's granddaughter, Olivia. I don't know if right. you saw the little yeah. the picture she started cheering. Melissa posted some yeah. pictures on Facebook, and she's, like, cheering with the big girls. So it's like, you know, I mean, they're young kids still, but big girl, big girl, big girl, peanut. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it was really, really cute. So, all right. You guys ready to kick off the pledge? Yeah. Man, sure. I can't wait. Pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Man, I forgot to invite people to say it with us. Oh, right. Slipping. Almost need to add that in there, Jim. I need to make better notes. Write that in there. Mm, Interesting. Father God, we thank you for the opportunity to go out and do some trucking today. We pray for the safety of our fleet, all of their families, and all the other families and individuals we come across on the road today. We pray for patience and in making a good, safe decisions. We pray to be accident-free and that we all make it back to the comforts of our homes this evening. We pray for healing and 100% recovery for all of our family members that are ill. No matter what, we trust you, God, and it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 As a reminder, anything, and I mean anything you hear on today's podcast, is not the opinion of JFWs. It is just our expressed opinion, so don't sue us. (laughs) Episode 118 did okay. 670 downloads. That was a Ryan Byers episode. Ryan did a great job. He did do a good job. Yep, Put us over 65,000 total downloads, and we went up uh, to 542 followers. That's awesome. Yep. But uh, no new lessons from India. That kind of oh, bummer. Broke, well, broke my heart a little bit. Yeah, that's a bummer. It is. Especially if Ryan did know him. I know. They didn't get to hear wow. how well he did. That sucks. Yeah. Yep. Uh, let's see. It is time for the Dad Joke Challenge. We'll let Jim or Super Dave go first. Oh, because we're the new guys? Yep. <laughs> well, Jim, you were here last week, so really. <laughs> it's Dave. <laughs> it's Dave, yeah. <laughs> I could, I can go though. I got one from uh, Rick Gray. And I thought it was appropriate for all the things we we talk about and stuff. What does a person with diarrhea and an owner of an electric car have in common? <laughs> I've heard this one before, and I can't I can't remember. <laughs> oh no, I can't wait for the punchline though. <laughs> <laughs> they both hope they can make it home. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. I love it. Uh. Well, I'll tell you, happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Happy Valentine's Day. Yeah, today's yeah. Valentine's Day. Thanks, Super Dave. So I got a couple of Valentine's jokes. Great. Perfect. All right. What is the best Valentine's Day dinner? Don't know. A hearty one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's a good one. I like that. Uh, and when should you ask someone out for on a coffee date? On Valentine's mm. Day. Ready? When you like them, a latte. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they were That's both cute. Yeah, that, that was, was a good one. Yeah, yeah. that was yeah. really good. Huh. Well, yeah. Sam Sam sent me this one. He said, uh, did you hear about the guy that walked into Home Depot and asked for some two-by-fours? Nope. No? The clerk said, right this way, how long do you need them? The guy says, a really long time. I'm building a house. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys know there are only three kinds of people in the world? 
Strong, smart. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. Those that can do math and those that can't. <laughs> well, that's true. Four out of three people. <laughs> uh, so did you guys know that the uh, average American walks 900 miles a year and drinks 22 gallons of coffee? So that's 41 miles a gallon. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Good stuff. Uh, before we move on to celebrations, I did want to tell you, so Bella was at school the other day. They had a substitute teacher, and the teacher has a psychology background, so she starts off class with like, if anybody in this class thinks they're stupid, stand up. And nobody stood up, and after a while, Bella stands up, and the teacher's like, Bella, do you think you're stupid? She's like, no, I just didn't want you to stand up there by yourself. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. No new employees this week. Celebrations, though. Anniversaries. Man, Robert Bear Lincoln, one year yesterday. Nice. Congratulations, Bear. Yep, Yep. the Bear. Congratulations. Heard him say good morning this morning, in fact. It's been a great year, Bear. And then Linda Frazier, she hits 13 years tomorrow. Lucky 13. That's awesome. Good for you, Linda. Thanks for all you do for us. It's a long time. Yep, you're a rock star, Linda. Nice job, Linda. Uh, Birthdays. Mikey Peterson had a birthday on Monday, and boy, was he happy to celebrate with us. (laughs) 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 The look of discomfort on his face every time somebody said happy birthday was (laughs) something else. And then uh, Zach Tharp uh, had a birthday, or is having a birthday Monday. No, had a birthday Monday, and then Steve Barnes is having a birthday this Friday. Happy birthday, you guys. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Happy birthday, everybody. That's then, your own private holiday. Did you know that? Oh, good point. That's a good way to look at it, Dave. I like that. And then family celib- family birthday celebrations. Happy belated birthday to Lauren Potkeeter. That's George's daughter. She's all the way in South Africa. And then to uh, Mario Ariola. That is Veronica's son. Nice. Yeah. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, peeps. And then we got a really nice thank you letter from Sue Hawk. It said, good morning, Jim, Dave, and Joanne. Thank you for the birthday and Amazon card again this year. And it's important that you know how much the extra efforts with spouses mean. Not many companies understand the deep importance of values, but clearly JFW does. And the cards reflect the many ways you appreciate both all the people who are part of your employee team, but also their families. And in today's chaotic word, excuse me, in today's chaotic world, business owners who care about and demonstrate their commitment to their people absolutely went out. Simon Sinek has long been followed in getting right to the root of business success, and I also appreciate his thoughts on culture because it reflects how both great and not-so-great actions can create ripples that end up as tsunamis in organizations. Corporate culture matters. How management chooses to treat its people impacts everything for better or worse. I also believe that no matter how large or small a gesture, it matters. Taking the time to send the cards is time out of your day and know that it is very appreciated. Here's another quote I wanted to share. If you think something is too small to matter, try sleeping with a mosquito. Hmm. She threw a smiley face in there. Hmm. I think that translates to appreciated gestures like including spouses. Thanks so much, Sue. Isn't that awesome? I love that quote. 
Yeah. You know, if you think something is too small to matter, try sleeping with a mosquito. <laughs> just, ah. So when, you, when you just think about it, how irritating right? the mosquito is. That's, right? what, that's all I can yeah. think about is yeah. just how irritating yep. that. Mm-hmm. Or the mosquito bite afterwards. Oh, yeah. You know, and that's just, that's what you're left with when you think that that problem's too small is that bite mm-hmm. afterwards usually. And what you hear, you're laying there or you're sitting in a quiet room and all you hear is that, <laughs> that mosquito. <buzz. laughs> like, where is it? Where is it? Here, here's that trouble, huh? I just appreciate how well Sue writes. It's really easy to read. Right. With her punctuation there. I'm used yeah. to reading stuff from Ray Ray and it's like. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out. 1,200 words, no comma. <laughs> no periods, no, no, no capitals. Oh, those capitals just in random places. <laughs> That's the way Jim Smith, the squirrel, used to write when he would write. Remember, Dave? When all, he w- all capitals. Oh, no. No punctuation oh. and no capitals. It was just just, just run-on babble. <laughs> That's because he was talking to Jimmy. Uh-huh. Jimmy was talking, huh? JR wants to give a shout-out to Gerardo for chaining up before entering into the dairy. Um Tracy added in, fantastic job making phone calls and not making bad decisions. So That's awesome. Yeah, that's yeah, that's nice. Instead of getting a call that you're stuck, getting a call that I don't want to get stuck, what right. should I do? Right. So, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Gerardo's definitely one of those silent warriors. He oh, just man. goes out, gets the job done, don't really hear too right. much from him. Right. But when you see him, he's always happy and says something nice. And yep, engaged. Good teammate. Yep. Yep. And then uh, not so much a shout-out, but uh, Manny did reach out to us yesterday, or to uh, Brother Dave, I should say. Um, he's having a rough time, so let's let's pray for Manny and his family and just, you know, hope for healing and recovery and stuff like that. He's optimistic, though. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. he's he still hopes and wants to be back, April, May area yeah. there, you know. So, yeah. I mean, he's had three back surgeries and, you know, the pain that he's fighting, and then it you know he had a slip and fall after all of that oh man yeah thank goodness you know there wasn't nothing was broken you know from all the surgeries and stuff that he had done but yeah yeah, so yeah yeah yeah, he still got faith he still has faith and he's right he's still putting it in jesus name and yep yeah he's uh he's definitely a a strong-minded individual right i love it and then uh rico christensen oh you guys got any shout outs before i move on to this no? Yeah, just kind of a personal personal one, Jam, and I know okay. I just mentioned it, but the you know, spending the the weekend with the friends from high school, just a shout out to Chris and Chuck and Jenny and Will and the and the you know, after after forty years and you, you make those friends back in the past, but it's just nice to still have those like minded people mm. uh today um that you make that connection with. And I think that's uh you know, and then I w- kinda wanted to switch it over to a to shout out for everybody here that you know we're all like-minded people too and that's that's the that's the culture we have so yeah just a shout out to those guys uh, four great individuals and everybody here it's like a brotherhood or sisterhood right Jim? it, it you is know what Dave. I mean? yeah 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 we talk about those circles but i think we create those circles because those are the the like-minded people yeah that we that we gravitate yeah. to and and i know we've come up with all sorts of you know sitting by the person that's whatever however it went 10 10 smarter than you are makes you 
twenty percent smarter, or you know, how, however that <laughs> right all right. those stats go. I wish I could you know spit stuff out yeah. like that, but we talk about so much stuff. But the, they ju- they just make you better. Yeah, iron you know? sharpens iron. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's there's an old one, Jim, that we haven't said for a while. It's and biblical. Yeah, yeah, and you just you you run into those spots that you know in the 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 tournament they ended up you know shutting it down like I mentioned, but I, I told Dave this morning that had a great time on you know fantastic weekend but we you always have those people in the in the crowd that are yelling mean things bad things disruptive things whatever to the players of the tournament huh. not like-minded not not like-minded mm. but I don't I don't understand to do that right. I don't I don't understand that yeah when you mention like-minded I, I don't have a mind like them right. they're there and they're they're the they're the best of the best that you could you could learn something from you can watch of how well they swing you know they're there competing you can tell how serious and it's and it's a beautiful place but then you got this guy ah you swing like shit you know or something like that wow. just just out of the out of the blue and and you and I'm you suck Deshambo yeah how, how do you how do you where does that come from? I practice. <laughs> do, you, do you in front of the mirror? Yeah, uh, Jim, you know, all the golf that I watch, and I don't watch like a lot, but I've watched plenty on TV. Everybody's really quiet and and yeah, respectful, the, and then the dude hits the ball, and they clap, and it's very Even the so announcers start whispering, yeah. right, Dave, yeah. on TV? Yeah. Like, he's going to so that and he's going to hit the ball. <laughs> yes. Blah, 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 blah. And you're like, what? I couldn't what imagine hecklers in a, cra- in a golf crowd. Yeah, some of, the, some of that they cut out. Sometimes they do all quiet down, Dave. But yeah, they had. To, I mean, it's just TikTok is what I what I'm on. But man, they heckled. Uh, I have to look it up his name. But right in the middle, and it was about other tournaments. And he finally turned to the crowd and goes, "Just shut up." And and I don't know if it was the person. He goes, "I'm just tired of it." He said, "I, I I'm tired of it." Yeah, he said, "I've blown. I'm I'm over the top. You you made me say something to the crowd." And the and the guy goes and I don't know if it was the guy. He says, "Well, I'm sorry, sir." And the guy goes, "Don't sir me now. You already said it." Wow. <laughs> and and you're just like one, one word, three syllables. Yeah, alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and all of that, and it just you know, it just I, I really had a good time. I don't want to I don't want to take away from the time and the trip and the and the event. People but, are disappointing. Yeah, and you just, I don't understand. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Hey, on a positive note, uh, Dustin Courier just sent me a text message. He wants to remind everybody his girls will be at this yard uh, on Friday at 3.30 and at yard 23 on Monday selling Girl Scout cookies. So, All right, cool. Yeah. Girl Scout. That's the way we yeah. left it last week was... You know the Samoan cookies and the Thin Mints and all those stuff. Yeah, I sit you. next to Jr. and Jr. got all the cookies, so <laughs> <laughs> it's been working out really well. <laughs> uh, good stuff. Any other shout-outs, guys? Guys, quite like anybody. <laughs> Shout out to my granddaughter Lexi for yeah, finishing there you, there you eighth go, Dave. Um, out of a field of hundreds. So yeah. Nice. yeah. Yeah, that's, that's pretty good. That's fantastic, Dave. Yep. So Rico Christensen sent me his cancer update this morning. Said, good morning, Jim. Just want to give you an update on my cancer journey. 
As you already know, my last radiation treatment was on January 4th. Since then, I have slowly started to feel somewhat normal. I have an appointment tomorrow with my new surgeon since we changed insurance companies. It has been a bit of a difficult road to try to navigate finding a new oncologist and surgeon, but I finally have two narrowed down. Good. In my last update, I said that it was going to be three to four months of recovery before surgery, and I was mistaken. They actually want to do surgery eight to ten, I'm assuming months, after my last radiation treatment, which means in the next two to four weeks. Oh no, maybe eight to ten weeks after last radiation treatment, which means in the next two to four weeks. Thankfully, the new doctors are aware of this and things are starting to move right along. I will let you know once I have the surgery date, and as always, I appreciate everybody's thoughts and prayers. P.S. Let's not forget the ultimate Valentine's Day gift, John 3.16, the King James Version, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Amen, Rico. Thanks yeah. for the update. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. Yeah, that's a big uh, change. Like, oh, two to three months, whatever. Oh, no. <laughs> like, you're coming up. Right. So. He's a warrior. He is. All right, let's jump into discussion. Number one piece of news. Brother Dave, you brought this up. Monday the 19th is President's Day. What does that mean to us? It's a bank holiday. What does that mean to us? <laughs> No payday. No payday on Monday. You probably get your money. Well, if you don't have it before Monday, you get it on Tuesday, which used to be our official payday. I know Joanne says Monday is our payday now, so, but not this Monday, not the 19th. <laughs> Can I make it any more confusing? <laughs> uh, Kendrick, he wanted to put out there, if you get stuck, stop. Pay attention to standing water and be forward thinking. So we just had a... Uh, you know, with the snow and then it melting, we've had a few people get stuck recently. One person drove into a big puddle and, you know, the description that we heard yesterday is like, if there's water standing there, that means there's some soft stuff underneath it. So right. stay out of there. If you don't see tire tracks, don't create new ones. Stay on the road. Yeah, even even the change in the color of the ground, you know, there might not be water there, but if it's darker... Then the ground around it, it's probably soft because right. there's water underneath it. That's right. some good old school advice right there. Yeah. That's experience. Love it. I've been stuck a time or two. <laughs> and then what do you do when you get stuck, Soup? You stop and you check it out and then call the shop, make sure that you don't tear anything up. Um, and, you know, sometimes you got to get the shovel out, you know. Yeah. Nine times out of ten, you get that shovel out, you can get yourself out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah as long as you stopped. Right. Yeah. Right. Don't keep much. going yeah. deeper. Just spinning your tires makes you go deeper and yep. deeper. Yep. Doesn't get you out. I'll never forget the day we had a delivery of, uh, I don't know, torch over at yard 23. And that guy got stuck. So he called us to let us know he was stuck. So I went over there, like thinking I'm going to have to get some machinery and pull him out. I get there and I grab the shovel and I, he watched me. <laughs> I'm like, try it now. <laughs> it, is, it is yeah it is just amazing with that stuff isn't it you guys yeah. i mean that like you I can't even remember the driver's name that got stuck in the sand you know going out to coors last fall or spring or whatever was just in that sand and 
you know, we didn't want to call a tow wrecker and there's no equipment around and everything. I'm like, let's just shovel behind all the tires and let's just see if the truck will move. Give some place for the truck to go in the sand. And it, you know, it went down in that spot and we backed up and did it like one more time. And pretty soon the truck just, you just backed out of it. You know, you assess the situation, but for his, he stopped though. That was a key thing wasn't right just didn't keep hopping the truck and didn't drive in there at 50 miles an hour that was stop where you could we could fix the situation you know mm-hmm. so important absolutely i mean exactly what uh gerardo did i mean he he recognized it and did exactly what kendrick's talking about mm-hmm. yep. before we thinking so mm-hmm. which the you know i don't know 10 minutes to chain probably was <laughs> hours less than being stuck right yeah uh, I think I'm pretty excited about this next one. <laughs> I think it definitely could help JFW, but we are we are in the middle of a 30-day trial of some online training uh, called Infinity. Are, are we in the middle of it? We are in the very beginning. <laughs> yeah. We are like, like 20, well, we're probably 12 hours into our trial. Like we may have diapers on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we are in the infancy stage for sure. Uh, but Infinity is an online training program. They have 800 videos of content and quizzes already uploaded on their platform. We are able to upload our own videos and quizzes, and we just think it's going to take our training program to the next level. You know, uh, we are a very safe company, but we don't really participate in a lot of things to like continuously feed people, other than this podcast. And we're not really sure who even listens to it. So excited about that. Uh, You will see in the next month, you'll see a couple of their videos. You're going to see a couple of our videos. We're going to send out one video uh, a week to test out. And we really want full participation. Please check it out. Let us know what you think about it. Let us know if you think it's going to be impactful. Uh, Give it a fair shake. And guess what? You might be like, well... Sounds like we need another app. Well, you can download the app, but you can also not download the app. We will just send you a link uh, to your phone. You click on that link, that takes you to your training, and bada bing, bada boom. Boof. Sounds pretty easy. Yep. So so is the is the link going to be in a text, Jim, or it'll be personal email, or it'll, it's going to be... It'll be in a text. Time. Yep, it'll okay. be in a text. Uh, I did talk to Infinity. They haven't ran into any problems with privacy or, you know, it's not a thing. So, gotcha. but if you do get the text and you're like, you know, I don't want to get a text message with the link, well, let us know if you'd rather get it to your email because we could change that in your preferences where you get an email to you versus a text. But really, if you think about it, doing it on your phone is going to be the best. You know, because you could do it while you're waiting or in between loads. Yeah, so, you can do it going down the road. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not. Watch, watch the distracted driving video on your way to Fry. Uh. Well, just kidding. Wallstrom. <laughs> and, and I know you guys just mentioned it like the distracted driving. What do the videos consist of, Jim? Yeah, it could be anything from following too close, distracted driving. If anybody watched that eight seconds, a um, fatal distraction. I got that video off of there. They, they're the first ones that showed it to me. Uh, it could be, uh, I know we're going to post up our load gauge video. We're going to post up our cams over video. 
Uh, it could be about three points of contact. It could be about axles. It could be about speed and space. Speed, space. Following yeah. too close. Running yeah. stop signs. I mean, there's a yeah. I mean, 800 videos. It's a pretty big library of of yeah. options. And and how are we going to know it? people have watched it? Well, that's the beauty of it. So on their their platform as admins, we could see who's opened it, who's watched it, who took the test. You got to get 100 on the test, too. So, you know, it's like anywhere from a two to seven minute video, let's say, and then there'll be like a five question test. So you do need to pay attention and then answer the questions correctly. And then we will know whether you've watched it and passed or failed and stuff like that. And what's the do you just keep taking the test until you pass? We could set that up a couple different ways. So we could set it up if you fail, you got to watch the video again. Or we could set it up if you fail, you could just take the test over again until you pass. Gotcha, so. gotcha. And then what are we going to do with the test scores? Why are, why are we doing this? To make the to make the fleet safer. To just feed feed our fleet with more safety items and issues and education and awareness. Gotcha. Yeah. And you don't think our classes that like that we're doing covers all that? Jam, I mean, like JR and stuff, or is this more of a reminder for the older drivers? It's for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we do have uh, orientation. I'm sure there's some safety stuff in there. Then they go to Kendrick, and I know Kendrick preaches safety. But what about the guy that's been here for three months? He hasn't, you know, had any safety other than the podcast if he listens. What about the guy for here a year or three years or five years? So. Yeah, I forget the statistics, but when Larry was out from Great West Casualty, our insurance company, Larry's the senior risk analysis, analysis. guy, right? So, <clears throat> and you guys, if you guys remember, jump in there, Jam or Super Day or Jam or uh, Jim, on what the number was. But he goes, you take that driver that's driven for, you know, one to five years or one to three years, I think that was a pretty critical area because he's a new guy, right? Expected to have a bump or a boom there in that time frame. And then you've got the guy that's driven for, and again, I'm making these numbers up. So if they, if something seems out of whack, let me know. Like the five to nine years, pretty pretty safe area, right? Mm -hmm. They're usually a pretty safe driver if they got through that, that one to four criteria pretty well. Well, then anything like nine and over, if you've been driving for like 15 years, and no one's putting that thought in your mind, re, re, reintroducing you to the risks that you face every day, the odds go up you're going to crash. Right. You know, and we have a lot of those people that are here, you know, that, that are extremely safe. But when he gave us those numbers, it was like, whoa, wait a minute, we're doing nothing to help those right. people. It's almost like they're due. Yeah. It sucks yeah. to say. Yeah, know? exactly. But if we're, you know, if, if, you know, once a month we're sending out a video that, you know, this month it's on speed. You know, come let's say next year if we if we do pull the trigger on this because this is just a thirty day trial. Next September we send out a, a driving safe in weather conditions right. video. You know, and then in October maybe there's one in there on chaining up. Mm -hmm. You know, and and we can we can create the test. We can make right. whatever test we want after we watch that video and attach it to it, and they have to take it. So. Yeah, a couple other this, cool things is we could just make a quiz with no video. Like, we could make one attached to the podcast. All right, you know, here's episode 119 quiz. There's five questions on what we discussed today. You know, that goes out to everybody. Uh, another nice feature is 
let's say uh, through samsara, somebody's struggling with following too close or with whatever the case may be, we could send that person specific videos related to what that driver's issue is. You know, the other thing we could do is there's a CSA function on the platform where we pull our CSA, we could see what we're struggling with and then send videos out with what JFW is struggling with as a company. Like I know we had a rash of window, window tent tickets there for a while. That was a big one. Am I correct? There's so, there's some on there, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I say a rash. I mean, maybe there was two or three, but when there's not a lot on there and there's two or three or one thing, it seems like a right. lot. You know, we could send out there's a uh, window, a windshield discoloration and crack video where it, it explains the rules and stuff like that. So it seems, seems great. Uh, there hasn't been a catch yet. The 30-day trial does actually seem like a 30-day trial. There was no strings. There's no commitment. There's... You know, I just like the way they've been handling things. Um, yeah, so Casey is actually the the lead on this, so you could expect some announcements or assignments via Casey, but all the uh, safety team are admins, and, you know, if, if Kendrick sees somebody struggling with something, boom, we could send it out. We could do things with orientation where people actually watch videos before they even get to JFW, if we could get that engagement out of that person. Right. Uh, it could help with JR's orientation. I mean, it's just, it seems like there's a lot of possibilities. So we do want to give it a, share, a fair shake. So, yeah. We, we want to try and break it. I mean, that's what I told you guys yesterday. Let's yeah. break it in the next 30 days. Right. That way, if it doesn't work and it's a waste of all of our time, we're not doing it. Right. Right? Let's, let's break it in the next 30 days. Let's find out what doesn't work about it, right. how it's not helping us or whatnot. But, right. man, so far investigating it, it seems amazing. Yeah, we did. We the some of the safety team and even Ann was involved. We did a like, I'm gonna say a ten day trial where they sent us some videos and we checked it out and did the tests and stuff like that. We checked a few other platforms out. Carrier's Edge was one. Ten Street. I know Super Dave. You're a big fan of those guys. We checked them out. <laughs> uh, but Infinity did seem to be the best. I like um, it the best. Yeah, the two gals that are setting it up, they've been a pleasure to work with. And that means a lot to me because when when somebody's got a decent product but their service sucks, I mean, it's just hard for me to yeah. buy into that. And their serv- those people aren't on foreign soil. Right. They're here in the U.S. Yeah. Texarkana. Yep. So, yeah. Doesn't get much more American than that. No. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have any other questions about it, Jim? Did you have any, any other? Uh, I love your questions, so. <laughs> what uh so there's something we're going to make the drivers do absolutely okay yeah I mean, yeah so ultimately and i'll just throw this out there i mean we haven't really decided as a group right but uh we could potentially uh, attach this to you receiving your safety bonus it won't affect the amount of the bonus like if you're a guy that earned 1250 bucks but you haven't watched your three videos for the quarter you're gonna have to watch those before we move forward you know? Yeah, they're they're absolutely painless too. I mean, I did a, a whole handful the week before I went on vacation, and I think it's about refresher and yeah. refreshing these. I mean, how many rules and and situations and all these things more than you can count? And there's no way a person could remember all these little things. So, you know, it all it's going to take is one time for a guy to watch a video about. And I'm making this up about a motorist speeding and then cutting the driver off, taking away his safety margin, let's say. 
And then when you have that happen to you and you just watched a video on it last week, you're going to think, oh, yeah, that's right. I need to increase my, my safety distance. cushion yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And that, I mean, the amount of videos they have is 800 some videos, and there's going to be some keys in those videos somewhere where somebody's going to watch the video and say, oh, yeah, yep. I better do this, or I better look to my left, or I better, you know. Yep. I mean, the the amount of examples is almost and, uncountable. Yeah, and I think the push on that is, you know, we don't want to make you watch the video. We truly hope our culture is driving safety, right. and you're going to want to watch the video, <laughs> right. right? You're going to want to be better and go, ah, I wonder what this video is about. I'm going to watch it. It's, you know, three minutes. I think I have time for that, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. and take my little test and move on and learn something this month and i know we keep talking about months and weeks you know and what we initially talked about was every month sending a video out if we move forward with this platform but the 30-day trial we want to try and break it we're going to do one a week right just just because we want to we want to know what don't we know right so we want to test it fully out yeah yeah i think i watched five videos and took five quizzes in like 20 minutes did you get a hundred on all of them? I missed two. You're that guy. Yeah, out of, <laughs> out of the, all the questions of all the yeah. the quizzes, you got to pay attention. You do. You really if you, do. If you pay attention, you'll get a hundred. And then when you have to go back and rewatch the video, you're like, man, I can't believe I missed that. You know, and then <laughs> I, you really do pay attention more the right. second time. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And I think it's a matter of being. You know, we talk about being proactive versus reactive. So when we look at our safety program. We are safe because I feel like we are very hands-on. The radio announcements daily, the, you know, you guys watching trucks leave the yard in the morning, the constant feeding, right? But as far as the actual program goes, does it stop with Ken's, you know, two days? Does it stop with the podcast? What else are we doing? We say we have a, a culture of safety. Well, what does that entail, I guess? I mean, the camera is the number one right, right. now. Absolutely. Right? So that's that's a huge, you know, that's really impactful. Big thing safety. for us, right? Absolutely. That creates your safety score and right. and whatnot. So yeah, yeah. I, I mean, mean, definitely need to make decisions. I mean, ultimately, we need to, you know, at the end of the thirty days, we need to feel that like this program is going to stop an accident or stop somebody from getting hurt. Right. Otherwise, we don't need it. Right. You know. So. Other than talking about it, how are we helping anyone with distracted driving right now? Right. Right. We wait to get an alert. Mm -hmm. Then once we've got some alerts, we're talking to that person. Right. Well, I mean, aside from talking about it, you know, people learn different ways. I know it's impactful to watch something and learn. If you didn't learn something watching that eight seconds. About distracted driving. You ain't learning learning anything because, yeah. You need to check out your medulla oblongata. (laughs) Your amygdala. (laughs) yeah, if you watch that video, and I, I know we talked about this, but in class, I love I love telling stories about class because they just don't take any bullshit. They don't accept anything less than a high standard. And we were doing we were doing something, and the person that went first missed something, right? But then the next guy comes and he missed the same exact thing, and the instructor says, "You know, if you went first and you missed it, that's one thing." But we talked about it. So if you go and you miss it right after that, that's dumb. And you just did that. And there was some curse words in there and stuff like that, but it's like, 
You know, if you watch that video, eight seconds, one fatal distraction, and then you go and you are distracted driving, you're, you're dumb. Like, that's, that's just stupid. So... Yeah, is there any other videos in there? Is it just for the drivers, or there's any shop stuff in there? <clears throat> there's OSHA stuff. There's definitely other other things that we could explore. You know, right now I just sent the drivers list. You know, we'll we'll try it there first, and I mean, in the next couple of weeks, maybe we could get the mechanics and the wash bay involved. The, yeah, the shop and wash bay can definitely yeah. be be part of it, <clears throat> even the office. Yeah, and then if there's not a video that we want for them, we could create it. You know, we could create our own content, and that content is just ours. It doesn't go out to other Infinity users. It's it's ours. Mm. So, yeah, we could definitely we could make a video on, you know, how to change a tire, how to jack up a truck, how to, you know, fix a liner, how to do a short. You know, whatever whatever we want. We yeah, can, we can make. Obviously, there's time and production and and stuff like that into making these videos, but. I guess that's the thing is if we say it, if we like it, and it seems like it has potential, I mean, this could be a major part of everything that we do. So, Fingers crossed. Yeah. We're, we're trying something out to be better. <clears throat> Absolutely. Uh, Linda, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, says Dispatch wants to thank everybody for hanging in there. They are looking for extra work. Uh, she did make it a point to say, Nobody should not work for two days in a row. If this happens, please contact dispatch. It's a mistake. They over the, there was an oversight. They thought you worked or they missed it. But you know, if you didn't work on a Monday, you should work on a Tuesday. And I mean, hopefully, with the weather and the, we're 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 approaching the end of well, middle of February. Hopefully, we see some changes in weather and we start projecting <laughs> upwards. Yeah, absolutely, Jim. So. Yeah. And then uh, the next item on my list is cammed over, cammed over, cammed over. We talk about being cammed over a lot. You know, we did have a, a course spill here in the yard the other day. Um, driver came in, his truck was preloaded, and there was a bunch of green on the ground. So we got to make sure that we are cammed over. If you don't understand what that means, please, we could send you the video. You could get one of the safety directors. Uh, you could ask a lot of people what that means, and I'll show you. You do need to look underneath your trailer fender to make sure you're cammed over. That's not a visual inspection from the outside of how your dogs are laying over the, the tailgate tabs, I guess you would call it. So, And then uh, my last thing is scales. Come to a complete stop before you get on the scale. Come to a complete stop, and then idle onto the scale. If you're getting on the scale at five miles an hour, three miles an hour, that's too fast. Seven miles an hour, too fast. If something happens at that speed, it just causes a lot of damage where if you are idling and something happened, the damage is going to be a lot more minimized. I have to add first gear to that. Yeah. Idling on in third gear and idling on in first gear, two big differences. <laughs> great, great point. So, like it. Yeah, on the on the cammed over, can the dogs is the linkage uh, loose enough? I don't know if loose enough is a good word. Can it sit on top of the bars on the tailgate and still cam over when you're looking? It shouldn't be able to move that far, right? I wouldn't think so. Oh, so you're talking about here's your tab of bar and it's kind of on top of it. Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah, I would think that that would be an obvious sign you're not canned we, over. I can't remember what the circumstances were, Jim, but we actually bent one of those dogs before, like a year ago or two years ago. And I think it was just the passenger side, which was really weird. But I mean, it, it took that horseshoe and, and bent it. Yeah. And I, I don't remember the circumstances of how that happened or what went on, hmm. but it annihilated it. Wow. So, yeah. And then on the on the dogs, so are we? Because I know the video and the cammed over and that the bar, the knuckle there. Does everybody understand that? I mean, the video's there, but is there an understanding of what that's what that's doing? Do we need to teach more? Because we've we've I, I guess this is what what we've sent out a video. We've discussed it. We've been on the podcast. We've done this. We've done that. And boom, we still had a trailer do that Monday right or yeah Monday so what are we what what are we missing short of a picture Jim well I, I mean that video was a yeah. pretty good picture yeah no Plus Kendrick goes over it. no no I'm talking after you load here I took oh. a picture my these are cammed over if something happens it's not on me yeah hmm. <laughs> I mean I would do that as a driver if there's been issues like <laughs> right Right, I mean, but if, we but if, we got to we got to give them the the tools, or they've got to be feel safe that the, that they can take all the pictures they want. But if it's not really cammed over, and they think it is, that's the problem. I guess I can't believe that, and uh, I mean, it's not throwing ish underneath the 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 drive tires here. But he, I mean, he said it was cammed over. He, he was preloaded. Was, he didn't he didn't load that truck. Oh, so, okay. Know. So he yeah. was preloaded. So he came into the mess. Yeah, gotcha. It wasn't gotcha. But what are we? What are we still missing? Yeah, I mean Kendrick goes over it during training. You know, this is what Cam Dover looks like, and then uh, yeah, I think sometimes until somebody experiences something, it doesn't mean something to them. I hate to say it. Yeah, let know? me ask this. Well, like, uh, let me let me yep, let me ahead, interrupt Jim. you, Dave. I guess that's the reason I'm just. What what did you just say? Until something happens, it doesn't mean anything to them. Okay, so even if I watch a video, but if it doesn't really happen to me, it doesn't mean anything to me. For some people, possibly. Some, <laughs> right, that's right. how they learn. So like. I, guess, <laughs> I guess that's what I'm. I'm worried about what we're what we're doing and what we're still missing because we're not we're no, we're not putting a dent in the cam thing. Right. And I guess anybody that's listening, if you can pass the word, or if you have any questions, or you you think there's mud underneath the trailer, or it's frozen, or there's grain stuck in the seal, or anything like that, that we ju we just really need to stop this. We have it continually, and and we need to we need to try to put a stop to it. Pass the word, and 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 I know we do a campaign and stuff like that, and and we just we need to try our best to see if we can figure out what's going on. So sorry, Dave. If you no, no, thought. I'm glad you finished up with that thought. This is more towards brother Dave. <laughs> Ooh. Wow. So for I years, the pressure before we ever even started hauling cores, we were hauling dirt, we were hauling compost materials that put tons of of weight against those tailgates. I never once had my tailgate pop, not once in 20 years. Is there a design flaw with these not all trailers we run now? What is the difference between the design? And and one thing I do remember is that the the linkages for my old tailgate when they when it was cammed over they were like parallel. They weren't 
it wasn't extended out with a knuckle in the middle. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So why are these trailers having so much trouble? So a couple different things, Dave. It's it's nothing to do with the trailer. It's the same same cammed design that's been around for 50 years with the end dumps. But the issue is that grain is so wet and so heavy against the gate, Dave. Like the mulch we used to haul, could you get on 90,000 pounds of mulch? No, but you could compost. Right. And dirt as well. Right. But how often was it preloaded? We didn't do that much back then. Right. You know, you'd load it and go. Right. So we would never know until that trailer ran out of air that the if the cam if the latch wasn't cammed over, once the trailer ran out of air, the weight would push it open. You know, so I mean that's we're preloading, you know, what, three, four trailers a night. So the by the end of the week, you know, we've preloaded fifteen to twenty loads. So if we're gonna have a problem, that's when we're gonna have it. And when we take off, Dave, think about this. That mulch and that manure, it never sloshed. When you when you put it in gear and took off, that load didn't roll backwards and put weight against the gate. This stuff we've we've hauled. I mean, you've seen we've splashed it. We've splashed it over the gate in the back, and we've splashed it over the tarp in the front. I'm not telling you it all does that, but I do believe there's some movement that puts more pressure against that gate than normal, or what we've hauled in the past. So that's my that's my explanation on that grain. I mean, when you can when you can physically step into a load and you you can't stand on it it's very liquid right i mean that's mm. my that's we, my that's my analogy we on even that. had 28 tons of the lightweight that we raised up at a railhead and put all that extra gravity on the sure on the dogs and they didn't full pop. of air right full well of yeah air. of course yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah but i thought if you had your tailgate cammed over the air's out of the equation because yeah. it's it's I, the actual mechanical force of that being sure i also know the new rubber seals we put in these if we don't catch that it's not cammed over but, there's another incident for a room for error right but you just said it super dave if it's cammed over and the trailer runs out of air shouldn't matter it doesn't matter right. that's doesn't the matter. problem is when we're not cammed over and the trailer runs out of air the that's when it pops open. open right yeah so you just described it perfectly Yeah, the cam, the cam is the key. That's why we talk about it. Yeah, so if somebody does, still doesn't understand what that is, get with us and let's, let's, let's discuss it. You know, any one of the guys can go over it, you know, a lot <laughs> right. and teach what we're looking for. Yep. You guys got anything else for the discussion? I don't, yeah, I don't think so. I, I mean, the only thing I know, the scales here, and we've already talked about, you know, being in first gear and stopping before when you pull it on. I think a lot of the rules, you know, even over at Coors, we got, you know, trying to trade off because there's not other work and have everybody do a little bit of Coors, train new guys on Coors, that kind of stuff. There's video cameras all over Coors that Coors themselves watch. Um, the, the who's writer yeah writer writer they can look at the video cameras that's just a, a place that you know safety means a lot to them just like it means a lot to us but if there's a stop sign stop all the way it's not a it's not a rolling stop it and that i mean the stop sign up at coors shouldn't mean any more or less than the one at the pit or the one on the street or anything like that it's a stop sign come to a complete stop 
check out the if the lights flashing look both ways you know whether the train's coming see what's going on and and most of the time that we're grabbing those loads it's dark in the morning it could be dark in the afternoon or the night guys are running it we need to be extra vig uh vigil i guess Is that vigilant. vigilant vigilant um on 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 that area but that being vigilant should count everywhere you know i i know we've we've looked at some videos and uh seen some guys not looking out the back window just starting to raise the trailer and run it up you you gotta look out that back window you guys we have to we have to concentrate on that and make sure we're we're doing our jobs it's important that we're level that first couple stages i know up at at cmex uh, when we're running that that's their they told us they would not use in dumps because they tip over and yep. that's their number one concern yep number one i mean they just fear. sent us we talked about it la was it last week that we he did. sent out the m shaw we did yeah posting of a, of a trailer tipping over tipping over and and we can prove them wrong that that doesn't happen if we do our job if we look out the back window if we make sure we're level if our tires are all aired up if if everything is if we do the do our job follow the follow the rules follow the guidelines be be active in what we're doing you know you pull in there and oh there's a big puddle of water oh let's drive in it you know that that's not that's not being proactive Durger. that's not yeah yeah that's uh you know listen to you guys talk about the videos when you're when you're trying to get that guy that's maybe got 10 to 15 years or even 10 to 20 years driving and I, I think I find it in myself, um, you know, because you, you do drive all those years and you assume or whatever, but the word we were looking for or talk about that I never heard you guys mention is complacency. And we need to battle that complacency. And that's, that's no different than looking at the dog, making sure it's cammed over. Uh, you know, one thing I wanted to address, and I didn't want to bring it up, is to me, unless something drastically changes, once you know your dog's cam over, they should always cam over. I mean, I don't know unless it unless it's it's war, but wearing shouldn't happen from load to load to load. That, that it doesn't wear out. Now, complacency is maybe not checking it if it's if you got a bunch of mud under there or or something's froze to the gate or the grains built up or you got a rock stuck in your rubber. But you cover all those other things when you go back and check after you've dumped. And especially if you're loading somebody else's, you know, truck. You know, I, I think a lot of times uh, I've heard that the, you know, night guys want to take this guy's truck because it's it's squared away. Everything's done correctly to that truck because that's guy. That's that guy. But if you don't continuous check it and you just think it's okay because you know that guy's the guy, you're, you're back to the bottom. It's not helping a thing. And and I think that's the same thing for the the guys that you know get put in a truck. Got to check that truck out, no matter whose it is. Check out that that it's cammed over, all that kind of stuff. Yep. I I just want to back up and reiterate that stop sign up there at Coors, right there at the railroad tracks. You know, when we first started up there, it was just a stop sign. Now it's a stop sign with a repetitive flashing light, twenty four hours a day, or lights. I mean, all the way around the octagon of those stop signs on both sides of the tracks. But what is the purpose of stopping at the tracks? Not getting killed. So, so you meaning, can take enough meaning? time to look both ways. Exactly, yeah. Dave. Exactly. The goal isn't just to stop, 
right? You just okay, I stopped right. and go. You need to stop, and I, I they should almost add it below those stupid stop signs up there. Look left, look right, right, then proceed, right? I mean, we're just we're we're only doing what we're told up there. We're pulling up, we're stopping, and we're going. We're not pulling up there and stopping, and it that that's a really bizarre place. And this is a poor analogy, and we talked about it a couple weeks ago. We're stopping in an S in the middle of an S on those tracks. So when you're loaded coming out, you can just look to your left and the, the train is almost coming at you to a degree. You know what I mean? And if it's coming at you when you're leaving loaded, that train has to have a little bit of momentum because that's uphill. And they've told us, hey, they got a little speed behind that train. They can't just hit the brakes and stop. So if we were to pull out there when a train is coming, kind of sketchy. I mean, damn scary, honestly, right? And then it's even worse when they're coming back down if you're leaving loaded. You almost have to look out your back window or definitely do a, a lean and look forward through your passenger window to see behind you where the train is coming from. So you're in the middle of that S. So it's not just stop. Okay, I stopped. I'm going. It's a stop and look left, look right. And it's both directions. I know I keep talking about loaded coming out. It's the same way going in. When you stop... You look to the left and see the train coming down from where you're headed, or you have to almost look behind you to see if the train's coming up. So it's not just a stop sign. It's a stop, look left, look right, no train, go. Stop, look left, look right, go. I mean, it's it's that's it's funny because we, we're not doing the complete job, right? But it's a habit because, well, the sign just says stop. It doesn't say stop, look left, look right, you know, but we should know that. So get in the habit. Stop, look left, look right, then go. Yeah, everything you guys, everything you're talking about, Dave, have you guys caught the new progressive commercial oh, with Jamie? Absolutely. You, you know, the bank robbers uh -huh. getting the yeah, car. Yeah, I loved it. Jim. I mean, That's what I was thinking of when I was talking yeah. about this. Yeah, he pulls away like, was it two feet and stops? It stops sign. He looks both ways. He's like 1,000, one, 1, you know, yep. two 1,000. Loved and, it, Jim. You know, totally the, loved it, The yeah. bank robbers are like, I thought you said he was a wheel man. And he goes, oh, no, no, wheel men. I, I, from my, my mother's side. Yeah, from my mother's <laughs> side. And, you know, it's just a cute commercial, but everything in it is spot on. Yep. You know, why, uh, should, he, why should he mess up his safety score is what they're, they're yeah. talking about, you know, and yeah. not associate it with somebody else. I haven't seen that one yet, Jim. Is, was it a Super Bowl commercial the no. other day? No. no. I think it's been. Man, you know, it had to be on with it, it, it or, or around it, it Jim. It could have been. That's when yeah. I saw it. Yeah. yeah. But that's it's, the. It's that, cute, Dave, because all the bank robbers hop in the car and they're like, let's go, let's go, let's go. Oh, no, sorry, Bob. I've got you know, <laughs> safety first. And he, like, you know, puts on his blinker. He yeah. looks in the mirror. You know, then you see the car kind of pulling out. Like Jim said, he only goes five feet and then has to stop at the stop sign. Like, look left, look right. 1,001, 1,002. And they're like, we got to go. <laughs> it's awesome. That's funny. Good stuff. Uh, Veronica had a question from the audience. She asked, how is the progress on a new building going, and when are we going to break ground? That would be a good question. <laughs> right? <laughs> actually, actually, that uh, we're, we're progressing. I, I don't know exactly when we'll, we'll break ground, but this, this last week here we finally had uh, our engineer uh, turn in uh, – uh, not turn in, but he submitted a bunch of stuff to, this, to the Commerce City. Applied yeah. for approval. Um, and that was, um, so it's a submittal for minor mod modification 
to the to the zoning of the area it's a zoning modification and if it's a, it's a development plan um, if we can get through that approval stage which they kind of they've changed to a computer system that automatically you have to check all the boxes that takes it out of the commission's hand for reviewing it because they know the submittal is correct to start with then they can just review it of the changes it's not oh this is missing this this is missing this the computer makes sure you go, okay here we have all the stuff now it can be reviewed so hopefully that's that's a little quicker slow process to get it turned in faster response maybe with the he, computer program he, it took him the majority of the day to turn that in online yeah I and mean, i just talked to him on the phone yesterday and yeah the the premise of being automated now that he you know it took so long to get turned in but within three weeks they have to answer him mm. and then you know we we create our response and turn it back in you know so we have x amount of time to answer then when we turn it back in it drops to two weeks and then if there's still more questions then it drops to one week so i mean just to answer one question could take up to three four five six weeks so one question could take a month and a half just to get answered you know and they tell us this is a seven to nine month process the engineer was kind of optimistic he thinks it'll go faster and we're like great so and just to apply for that i mean i'll throw it out there jim's not saying it but i'll throw it out there that was a seventeen thousand dollar application to ask to change our zoning we have seven parcels jim on that yeah. specific spot so we need to get it transformed to one parcel mm. and or created one parcel with it and the parcels are all different zoning they're zoned i1 i2 and i3 and we need all i2 which mm -hmm. shouldn't be a big deal to create to take the i1 there and make i2 especially because we already have i3 which that's a whole nother story with adams county they want rid of any i3 property that's uh. you can put Suncor or a landfill on I-3, which coincidentally is also what any manufacturing facility needs. So every Brannon plant that's a asphalt plant or a concrete oh. plant is on I-3, hmm. which basically after they changed their zoning last year, they say they won't even offer. Wow. Hmm. So welcome to Colorado. Sucks. Yeah. Hmm. So good question, Veronica. We're, 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 pushing all we can push and that's as fast as they'll let us push we've got a lot of money already wrapped up in it what we've what we've paid the engineer is mind-boggling what we've paid for the traffic study is mind-boggling you know we had we've had to pay for engineering on the building we've had to pay for engineering on uh i mean we had to have a landscape engineer draw the drawings they wanted over ten thousand dollars to draw the drawings for the to engineer the landscape and I asked the builder we're working with, I said, is that to to draw it and install it? Or is that, he's like, oh, no, that's just the drawings. And you guys, when you look at the drawings, I mean, it it shows like picture a tree, but out of the ground with the root ball on it. And it gives the the three word name of the tree. You know, you're just looking at it. It's like, well, that's a freaking pine tree, you know, and no, that's a coniferous, eminebrous blah 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 you know and you're like oh my god you know it shows how it it has to be buried it has to have stakes tied off to the sides and i'm like so the city's going to tell us how to plant a tree i mean that's where we're at 
Mm-hmm. That's that's the world we live in because wow. they'll help us do it better. Hmm. Right? I'm going to have to give up, Dave. <laughs> Painting a bleak picture, huh, Jim? I just, I give up. Yep. Would have been cheaper to move to Weld County, huh? <laughs> you never know, Dave. You never know. Well, we've already covered the safety topics, staying on the roads and the pits, don't get stuck. Uh, Ray Davis, calling you out, bud, two weeks in a row. What? Ray no Ray? No tips or tricks. Man, man, he usually smokes him in there, doesn't he? Yep. Yeah. You know he was moving and... Oh, know, okay. He's got a lot going on. He's got a lot going on. Doesn't help us, though. <laughs> so let's move on to Super Dave's High Road Hauling. Hit it. All right. Well, um, I think this pertains to everybody uh, just at different times of their their life. Um, sometimes you're hot on the trail to accomplish something, and sometimes you're not. But even still, it's important to keep your vision alive. So while watching the New York City Marathon, I remembered a statistic that most runners quit in the 20th mile. They don't quit in the first mile because they're just getting started. And they don't quit in the last mile because even though their body is physically exhausted, they see the finish line and keep moving towards it. Most runners quit in the 20th mile because that's when they're physically tired and mentally drained. That's when they lose their vision for the road ahead, so they give up. No matter who you are or what you do for a living or how old or young you are, we all have a 20th mile. Professional football players say it usually occurs during the third quarter of the season. Professional drivers say they struggle to stay awake just before dawn. It's at that moment that they feel they have traveled so far and yet have such a long way to go. Our 20th mile may be different for each of us, but the way to conquer it is the same. Keep your vision alive. See the finish line. Keep moving forward. Remember where you are going and why you are going there in the first place. If you can't see it, if you, excuse me, if you can see it, you can create it. If you have a vision, you also have the power to make it happen. Don't give up. No matter how tired you feel, no matter how much you want to quit, no, how, no matter what obstacle is in your way, keep moving towards the vision you have for your future and the finish line. 50,000 people finished the New York City Marathon this year. You and millions more can move past the 20th mile in your lives to realize that your vision excuse me, to realize your vision and reach your destination with your hands in the air victorious. As Nike says, there is no finish line. There are new races to be run and a new 20th mile to be conquered, new visions to be realized, and new destinations to be reached. Keep your vision alive. Your future is waiting for you. And the quote this week is by Friedrich Nietzsche, who was a German uh, scientist and philosopher. He who has a why to live can bear almost any how. Ah. So there you have it. Interesting. Got to move Read past that quote that. again, Dave. Say that again one more time. He who has a why to live can bear almost any how. Wow. Hmm. Deep, huh? That's like Confucius, man. That's... <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, Frederick, I, I've looked him up before. He was a very cool dude. <clears throat> Lived in like the, 
I want to say 17 or 1800s, but he was ahead of his time and uh, quite a quite a thinker. Nice. And was that the beginning of it, Dave? Was that a marathon that they that they yeah. say you running? So yeah, they and this is this is a real statistic. When you're running a marathon, most runners quit. And you know, marathon is twenty six point two. That's what I was. That's what yeah, I was looking up. They quit up, in Dave. the twentieth mile. Yeah, wow. so six miles left. So, yeah, but can't but can't see the end because it's six more miles. Yeah, yeah it's, that's it's, that's what I looked up. Yeah. That they are so tired and they've gone so far, but yet they they can't fathom how much farther they have to go. So they're like, nah, I'm done. Yeah, I can yeah. relate. I ran seven miles one time and I wanted to quit at the half a mile mark. <laughs> like, it just seems so defeating. But I think that goes for any any goal. You know, think, you know, Jim, you said it a minute ago. You're about ready to give up on the building because of all the hoops you're jumping through. We are in the 20th mile right mm -hmm, here, mm -hmm. you know, because there's so far to go, but yet you're just, you're exhausted. That's what I love about you, Dave. Good pep talk, man. Good pep talk. <laughs> Way to be on the high road, Super yep. Dave. Yep, that's I awesome. like when the guy that writes the High Road Hollands is on the High Road. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> you give me so much shit about that, Jim. <laughs> uh, final thoughts, everyone? Yep, going to jump right to the low road here. So. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be down there in 30 seconds. <laughs> Sweet. So, closing thoughts. I, I just, there's a lot going on right now at the Capitol, mm -hmm. and. Uh, the fine men and women that we've elected to those positions, they're currently in session, right? The, the, those legislators are only in session from January 1st through May, so five months out of the year. And I don't know whether everyone knows this. That was created uh, when our government was formed because all of those people were farmers. They used to be farmers, right? Makes sense. And that was the time of year you couldn't grow or do anything in the fields was from January 1st through May. And then come May, boy, you need to be planting crops and growing your crops and, you know, watering them through the season and stuff. So they only work January through May as our legislators creating new rules. So uh, that should tell you something about the people that used to be in those seats, not who are today. So anyway... Uh, they're in session right now at the Capitol, and uh, I've talked about this before. They're down there to help, and I'm using air quotes when I say that. They're down there to help create new laws that uh, we will be affected by, and those those new laws, I've mentioned this before, uh, they, they pass on average 400 laws a year, new rules and regulations. So in the last 10 years, they've added about 4,000 new laws to the books, so... I guess since I spent the time and, and wrote this out, I'll just read it. Uh, so back in time, the elected officials were supposed to represent what we the people asked them for. Nowadays, it's their agenda after they're elected. So the basis of what I am talking about is elections have consequences. We need to vote, number one. And number two, we need to elect people to listen to our needs that will help small businesses and not take from it. I've mentioned this before, but on average, these so-called elected officials have created over 400 new laws, like I just mentioned, they put into effect every year. So again, in the last 10 years, they've added over 4,000 new laws. Y'all are very smart people that are listening to this podcast. What does it take to manage those 4,000 new laws? 
Anybody know? Anybody have a guess? 50 new people. <clears throat> I keep going. I think it's a little more than 50. 500 new people? I don't I don't have the number, but <laughs> it's a I mean 4,000 new laws in the last 10 years. It's I would love to have a book of business like that. Hey, this year we're going to add 400 new customers to our base. It's impossible. Can you imagine how many people we'd have to hire? So more government, it, it, with, with the 400 new laws or 4,000 over the last decade, more government employees, that's just going to mean between our taxes growing up, going up every year, it's going to become exponential. We won't be able to keep up with it. It's the, it's the number one driving cause of, of inflation right now, right? Wait until you get your property taxes. They've put them on hold. Even though they've put, put them on hold, they've said you're still going to be required to pay them in time. They've put them on hold and they're not giving them to you because they don't know what they're going to be, but they're going to go up. It doesn't matter. They're going to increase. So my my point here is the governmental creep is becoming so expansive that businesses like ours, all small businesses that used to employ 60% of the people in the U.S., small business used to employ 60% of the people in the U.S., and small business is dying. Meanwhile, the government is growing it's the fastest growing business in the U.S. So I ask you again, I say, all the people that are listening to this are really smart or smart enough to know what will happen if the government keeps growing and small businesses keep their being driven off or dying out. Obviously, your taxes are going to continue to go up. Your income may increase if you're working for a business that continues to increase your wages. But is it going to be enough to cover your increased costs because of inflation? Do you know one of the biggest causes of inflation is the climate change and greenhouse gas agenda that the government is pushing? The government is the only one pushing this. It's, it's, it's a fact. They have an agenda, and it's, e- it's easy to scare the shit out of people and take control, just like they did with COVID. It's ridiculous. So I just did a presentation at the 51st Annual Rocky Mountain Pavement Show for the Colorado Asphalt Association. So let's take just our trucks for, for a little point in case here. The cost of our trucks have increased in 45 up upwards of $45,000 in just the last three years. That's $4.5 million that we need to pass on to our customers to be able to replace our trucks every five years. So clearly our rates have to increase. Thank you, government. The cost of our trucks have gone up because of the emissions that we are now being required to meet. 26 years ago, we were well over 50% particulate matter carbon that's black smoke so 26 years ago brand new trucks smoked like a freight train right so and they had 30 percent nitrogen oxide that's nox bad stuff right today every single truck jfw owns that's in our fleet it's at less than 0.2 percent so we went in 26 years to over from 50 percent to less than one percent we're at 0.2 percent Imagine that. But that's not good enough. So in 2027, we're going to be required to be at 0.02%. We're talking fractions of a fraction here. That's what's crazy. Fractions of a fraction. The trucks are going to increase in cost another ten dollars to $20,000 to make that happen. And again, we'll have to pass this on just like the other 13 million trucks that are on the road. So I did a little search on... Uh, truckinfo.net, I think is the name of the place. And they, they say there's over 13 million trucks on the road. 
So if every truck that's on the road, their cost went up to replace that truck, $45,000 just like ours did, that's $585 billion that just trucking companies have incurred in the last three years. So do the math. 334 million people in the U.S. That's men, women, and children. Divide those two numbers, and just because of semis alone, every single person's cost went up $1,750. If you're a household of two, your number just went up to, oh, I lost my place, $3,500. Three people, if you're a household or family of three, $5,250. If you're a household of four people or more, it's over $7,000. That's just for the trucks on the road just because of semis, just because climate control, just because of greenhouse gas, just because of your government. The government is absolutely crushing us, especially Colorado's government. The extreme left is crucifying our state. How many years have we laughed at how messed up California is? Well, guess what? We have elected officials here that think California's ideas are great ideas and California is a role model. So, They've decided that Colorado will become a carb state for emissions in 2027. I don't know if everyone realizes it, but all of the hoods on our trucks have a little sticker with a picture of California on it that's a carb compliant. CARB stands for California Air Resources Board. Now, this is something that California has created, and that board has said, we're going to have tougher restrictions and create tougher emissions laws than the EPA. So the whole United States is based off EPA regulations. That's the Environmental Protection Agency, EPA, Environmental Protection Agency. California was like, they're nothing. We're going to be way tougher than that. So our fair governor has signed the CARB state for emissions into, into act. We, we will officially be a CARB state in 2027. So they have tougher restrictions than the EPA. So the EPA isn't good enough for our elected officials. The governor signed it in. I damn sure don't want to be a state that follows California. Do you like the homelessness? How about the 40,000 illegal immigrants that we have here in Denver now because we're a, a sanctuary city? I mean, how is that possible? Denver is officially broke. They're, they're crying for assistance. The other mayors here in the, the, the adjoining cities, Westminster, Thornton, Aurora, Colorado Springs, all of the adjoining cities, to De any, any mayor of any of the cities, Denver's asked for help from them. And they're all like, we're, we're not a sanctuary city. We, we can't take on those costs. Right. You know, we, don't know, we don't know how to help you. We don't have the funds. Well, neither did Denver. But they're like, hey, come on here. We don't know what we'll do with you, but, but we're going to take you. So they're gonna come after you for more. They can't afford it. The only way the cities and the governments and the states can afford to do these things is they take more money from you. This is where elections have consequences. We need tough leaders that abide by the rules of our forefathers. We are expected, we expect them to do that. Now Denver's saying they don't have enough money in their budget, and guess what? They're gonna start making cuts in the DMV, parks and rec, can you imagine going to Denver and trying to get your driver's license renewed or your license plates? They're going to make cuts there because we've got 40,000 illegal immigrants that we're paying for that we can't afford to pay for? 
it, it, it's out of control. Now they're talking maybe even cuts in the Denver Police Department. Oh, that's smart. This is who we elected. They're holding us hostage. They're making us out to be the bad guys, and we're going to wind up paying for their decisions, right? So please vote for the right people to lead our cities, counties, and states. We are dying. Elections have consequences, and by God, you're seeing them with your own eyes. Vote, and vote with your head and not your heart. That's what I ask. That's my closing comments. Well written, Dave. <laughs> Jim? Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know how to follow up on that. Mm. I don't know. I mean, elections are a long ways away, so we're stuck with what what we got doing. just seems seems pretty hopeless. I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully we can make a difference. So go out, go out and vote. <laughs> I guess that's all I. That's all I know what to say. Pay attention to happen. What happens between now and then? We have to. We have to remember what happens between now and then. Yeah. Yeah. I just got to notice some primary ballot was just mailed to me. Oh. Yeah, I got that too. Mm-hmm. What you got, Soup? Any final thoughts? No, not too much. All right. Primary primary elections for what? For I have to look when it gets there. I just saw a notification. I think it saying, was county. Do you know? Is that what's coming up? Yeah, I think so. That's where it starts, though, right? Got to win the lo- lo- yeah local elections. I mean, there's CD8. There's the commissioner's race. There's, I mean, uh, there's elections every November. It just depends, you know, who. Like in Adams County, there's three seats up one year and two seats up the next, and vice versa. There's always a flop on on you know it's not a whole new regime every year. So, let's see, Adams County election sent you 2024. Presidential primary election ballot. Ah, there you go. There it goes. Hmm. I have to see who I'll vote for. Yeah, was it last week that they talked about that our Supreme Court, not Colorado, but the United States Supreme Court, did a review on Colorado trying to, you know, ban Trump? Trump. Trump. Yeah. Wasn't that all last week that that came out? I think so. That, you know, how, how unlawful it was and each state can't, you know, can't decide what the people can and can do but then you look at carb and a single state is deciding what we can what we can and can't do so i i mean i'm pretty sure somebody correct me if i'm wrong here but they kept trump off the ballot in nevada on the primary and the option was nikki haley and i can't remember the the wordage what words they used and it was someone someone other than this person or something like that and Nikki Haley lost overwhelmingly. They all voted for for someone else, but there was no name on there. Well, can't you write in a name? It wasn't a write-in. Oh. Let, let me just look it up right quick. I know we'll That's crazy. probably have to pause, but yeah. Yeah, sure. they when we were ran over to have dinner in, in Arizona there, Tucson, there was a person outside trying to get... Uh, ballot and the issue on the ballot as we were walking by he was trying to explain it to a couple was that the issue goes on the ballot for the people to vote not that just the legislators get to vote and decide on it mm-hmm. and he's like you know his spiel to the people were um, wouldn't you like to be in charge of what happens not the legislators you know and the couple did sign the petition but you think about it if you're not 
educated in that, how, how, how do you know? You know, or if you just don't go vote, how do you? How, how are you going to make that change? It's important. The, the the end of their spiel should be: if you sign this and you want it on the ballot, you need to vote about it. <laughs> need to be involved. Right. Yeah, so Nikki, Nikki Haley loses to none. And I'm doing air quotes there on none. Your choice was Nikki Haley or none. I'll vote and for everyone nobody. voted for none. She no. lost overwhelmingly to none. Hmm. So. Yeah, because yeah, anybody you talk to that nobody wants to vote for Trump or or Biden. Right? Yeah. That's the thing. The thing you got to be careful of is when the people are dissatisfied with their leaders crazy stuff happens because that's exactly how Hitler became powerful. They were in a terrible economic slump. They were very upset with how things were going in Germany after the restrictions put on them from World War I. Yes. And so Hitler was an out. He He was this charismatic guy, this great speaker, and they were like, this dude's our guy. It took him and, years to. He went everywhere preaching, right? That this is yeah, the plan. I mean, this is what we're going to do. But they got screwed after World War One, and they did. He convinced yeah. everyone they got screwed. Yeah, this is the way like, out. This we're going to take over prosperity. You yep. know, yeah. Huh. Take the world, give me Jesus. <laughs> don't forget to like and subscribe to the Channel Twenty Three podcast. Hit that follow button. Also, don't forget to go back and listen to episode seventy two to help find Amber's mom. Links to her story will be in the description of today's podcast notes. Let's say that creed and get on out. Sounds good. All right. Together we face and overcome all that stands before us. Together we are accident-free. Together we joyfully create honest value for those we serve. Together we celebrate our differences and respect those with whom we work. Together we are accountable for our words and our actions. Together, Together we are the JFW, JFW family. family. All right, awesome. everybody. Thanks for listening. Yeah, we'll have a good week, week, everybody. I see those big, bright, shiny red trucks just a trucking down the road. Those big, bright, shiny red trucks just a looking for another load. Well, it's a family tradition, any Rocky Mountain day. Our fathers before us showed us the way. We work for asphalt cowboys and concrete kings, but that's never been a problem, because we got diesel in our veins. We've got diesel in our veins. See those big, bright, shiny red trucks just a trucking down the road. Those big, bright, shiny red trucks just looking for another load. I hear there's a couple million tons to move. I see them everywhere. So you best get out their way and watch that sand and gravel disappear. There's another run to make. We gotta get it there on time. We got what it takes to lay it all out on the line. We lay it all out on the line. I see those big, bright, shiny red trucks just a trucking down the road. 
Those big, bright, shiny red trucks just looking for another load. Those big, bright, shiny red trucks got the best drivers in town. They got all the tools they need to keep that hammer down. When they hit them scales, they won't need to dodge them, won't need to duck them. They just keep that hammer down and they keep that diesel trucking. Keep that hammer down and keep that diesel trucking. See those big, bright, shiny red trucks just a trucking down the road. Those big, bright, shiny red trucks just a looking for another load. They just keep them doors a closed, keep them butts in their seats. Cause those customers are calling and those red trucks can't be beat. They've got to put the hammer down and pick up another load. Get it off the ground, keep them eyes open and on the road. Keep them eyes open on the road. I see those big, bright, shiny red trucks just a trucking down the road. Those big, bright, shiny red trucks just looking for another load. Breaker, Breaker 23, anybody got a copy on that Channel 23 podcast? Welcome and thanks for listening.